Hey, what's happening? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Leaving the office at 7 p.m. on a Thursday night. That's a little atypical. Typically there, a little bit longer, maybe till 8 o'clock. So, I have this concept... I stew on quite often. It's called Bright Light, Dark Shadow. So, Carl Jung, J U N G, I believe that's the correct pronunciation. Carl Jung. <clears throat> he talked a lot about psychology, human psychology. And there's this something called the shadow, and I want to I want to go over this extensively, but like learn about more about it myself. But the short version essentially is that we have this hidden side of ourselves that we conceal. We don't show this to people. We don't even acknowledge it or show it um, to ourselves. We try not to think about it. We put it out of our mind because we like to paint pretty pictures about the world and our lives. But the fact of the matter it is, uh, of it is that there are these hidden elements of uh, our personality and some maybe some experiences we've had or these thoughts that we have periodically run across our mind, they're in our subconscious, something that we don't want to acknowledge. doesn't mean that you are a villain, a bad person even. It just, there's something that you need to work out. And before you work it out, you're not going to be able to rise above and, and maximize your potential in this world. I'm trying to think, of course some aspects of my life where this shadow plays a role. I I guess I can give you a story from today, or a typical story, same old story in terms of of me, Dr. O, Professor O, Dr. Drill, Aaron Oberst, whatever you want to fucking call me, I used to, one of my code names my handle on the radio when I was in the Marine Corps was painkiller. So even then I was thinking about helping people, doing health care, helping people solve their problems and use the motivation and stuff like that. That was my handle, painkiller. Why is it that I have this part of me that just yearns to, to help other people? I mean, obviously, it's a great thing. I, it's a gift. It's a, a passion. It's my profession. It's helping people, making people laugh, making people feel good. I'm an empath, I guess you could say. Now, a lot of people say they're empaths, and I guess, I suppose if you consider yourself one, you are one, but it just means you feel for other people. You want to help. You want to be there for folks. Listen, it's not hard to want to be an empath because 
helping others helps us, right? So it feels good to help other people. And though we should never do it for our own selfish reasons, the fact of the matter is we definitely get a, a charge of dopamine and <clears throat> serotonin and oxytocin, the cuddle chemical. Whenever we help other people, comfort them, it's comforting to us. But I do that for a living, and people turn to me because they know that about me, because I'm in the friggin' on the Google search, doctor of chiropractic, so I'm supposed to take people's physical pain away, alleviate that, show them the way, lead them along the path to health and wellness, and that is one of my favorite things to do. But sometimes what really bothers me as a helper is that when you're giving and giving to people and it's like a drug, it literally is, in all the neurotransmitters that I previously mentioned, it's like you're giving them a drug, you're helping people, you're making them feel good, you're uh, expressing physically in this case and mentally that it's okay that I'm going to take care of you. People, they want that drug. They want another hit. And so they, some folks, they just can't help themselves because nobody else is willing to or is in their life that that is coming to their aid. They just keep on taking hits off of old Dr. O. And it makes me feel used sometimes. And that's when the shadow comes out and I'm like a little bit of a selfish Aaron now, I should say that the vast, in the vast majority of cases, you give as much as you get. So, when um, even if somebody's coming in, paying customer, which everybody is basically, there's an exchange. There's an exchange of currency, but there's different types of currency. There's an exchange of of love, of care. And most people, they appreciate that you're trying to help them and they, they can count on that they can count on you. So they return the favor. They're kind to you. Maybe they'll refer their friend. Maybe they'll just leave you knowing that, um, that they, you are their go-to. Like, like they appreciate your help. And... That's awesome. That's good enough, you know? But, you know, there can be caregiver fatigue, right? We've talked about that, where you're just working on people all day long. At the end of the day, I am physically and mentally spent. And then if I were to go home and, you know, sometimes I come in the house, ironically... Mr. Um, Bright Eyes, Big Smile, I will walk in the door and just feel like, oh, I'm home. And I don't really have much to give. Like, I, at that point, I want to be away from people. And unfortunately, my own family, sometimes I, I'm withdrawn a little bit. Like, I'm not, they might be at a place where they're like, hey, yay, daddy's home. And I'm so, that makes me feel so good. It's just that I've given so much that I'm just cranky. I think a lot of people are like this when we come home from work. 
because you have a job to do and you have, in my case, it's like a calling. It's, uh, it's a mission. Everything is a mission with me, you know. Like, I have to succeed. And in the process of giving, you kind of take away from yourself. I've called this before, giving till it takes from you. And that's uh, unhealthy because there's an imbalance. <clears throat> so in terms of bright light, dark shadow, I try to be that person for everyone, you know? Like I tell the story that years ago, somebody came in to the office and a good friend of mine, somebody I cared for and on many levels and I said, hey, what you got going on this weekend? It's Friday. Awesome. Oh, it's a bummer. We got to move. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. We got to move. So it's going to be tough. And everybody knows if you've moved how how arduous it can be, how stressful it can be. Um, Just physically and mentally, carrying things and and giving up your home. And, you know, obviously you want to move into a better situation. So it's a good thing, but it's it just exhausting, you know? And so I said, well, let me know if you, <laughs> let me know if you need any heavy things lifted because I'll be happy to lend a hand to a friend. For a friend, I would do anything. And they're like, okay, can you be there at 9 a.m.? And I fucking was there at 9 a.m. And then I was supposed to only stay for an hour. And <laughs> it's easier said than done, right? Now it's like, I would never leave somebody with all this work to do, so I'm there till like noon, and then I had already worked a long, hard week, so I was just tired, you know, and that's the dark shadow comes out where I'm like, uh, wah, wah, way to go, Aaron, a pathological helper, and um, you neglect yourself, and you neglect the people that are closest to you. I mean, they always feel loved and cared for, but it's just the irony that we are so, uh, especially somebody in healthcare or somebody in customer service or whatever, so focused on your, um, on doing that work and serving those people that you you don't have much left at the end of the day. So today there was, I was in that situation a couple times where it's like, okay, yeah, you help somebody big time, and they're still got their hand out like it's not good enough. I've done this over and over again, so that's what my shadow is, I guess. That I I eclipse my own energy. I I put it all out there, and then. You know, I get pissed. I get become resentful because then I'm driving home just smoked, just tired as shit, you know, and it's 9 o'clock at night by the time I get home, and and then I just don't have any. I just want to sleep. I want to rest up. I want to maybe squeeze a little bit of um, free time in there, carve something, or have a nice meal with the family. It's always wonderful. I think a lot of people have this problem. And now, I'm probably darker than that, too. I'm fairly an open book, but I would have to do some soul-searching and do some self-discovery 
to really determine what my hang-ups are and, and how I can improve. And that's a lifelong thing. You know, you, you look at other people and you always have, they ask you a question, they have a problem and you, you're quick to offer up solutions, right? But in your own life, you know, what would you do? We don't always have the answers when it comes to self-help. But I'm a work in progress just like the rest, right? So as I'm looking at, I guess in closing, as I was uh, loading up my truck, all my dirty towels and my bank bag and all my other bullshit, a couple pairs of sunglasses and phone cords and all this crap, and I'm heading home for the day only to begin this tomorrow until about 3 o'clock. I'm sitting in the uh, parking lot, getting ready, loading my shit up, ready to leave the office. And there's this guy that walked by. First he walked by to my left, and he was kind of well-dressed man with a bald head, black man. Uh, he remind me of... He looked like the the guy, the caretaker from, or at least the character that played the caretaker from um, The Shining. Remember that guy? I don't. I think he died. I think Jack Nicholson killed him, but he was a good, nice guy, big smile, right? Checking on things. He looked like that. He was well-dressed, came by, kind of a hint of a smile on his face, and he went to the beer distributor, and then he comes walking back with a uh, 12-pack of Miller Lite or something like that. Or Miller, what's the frickin', the bottle with the um, Miller High Life. Yeah, he had a 12-pack of Miller High Life. And I'm, listen, I don't begrudge anybody their vices. You want to have a, I'm going to go have a couple beers at the end of the day. But I see people having had a little bit of a checkered past with uh, substance abuse, drinking in particular, and with a family history of that. I see people when they're leaving the liquor store or the, um, the beer distributor, and I see the same people because this is literally a stone's throw from my, my office. So I'll see them coming and walking one way to the beer distributor and then coming back and there's this kind of apartment slash group home area that is across the street, down the road a bit. And I think a lot of these folks are going there, like that's where they live. And whatever their situation is, the guy's going to pick up some beer, so whatever. As long as you don't abuse it, right? have fun, but it seems, again, having some knowledge in this area, I know that people, they're going to kill pain, and I'm painkiller, right? And I wonder about people, and I, like, there's this one guy that I see, and I know him. I've treated him over the years, and I see him coming and going with like a you know a suitcase of Miller Lite just a piss 
college party beer, high school frickin' yard party shit, and he's walking wherever he lives, and I don't know, man, I enjoy a few beers, nothing wrong with it, but holy shit, you know that this is such a fucked up time right now, and people, that's another thing, that's not, I hope I don't sound like my shadow is too dark, I think I'm explaining something that maybe all of us feel sometimes, but I should mention that during the pandemic here, it's really, it's making society very wonky, it's doing some pretty fucked up things to people, so I deal with people every day who tell me that they are stressed or depressed or um, confused, they're in a tough situation. They've got a tough spot that they're in. And they're trying to find ways to deal with it. And they're looking for somebody to give a shit about them. And I'm, I'm a chronic giver a shitter. I say it's a good problem to have. But what is it about me and my, my history? Is it nature or nurture that makes me such a an enthusiast of, of helping people, and at some point, a sucker, when people just take, 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 I shouldn't wonder <clears throat> why that is, I mean, I make people feel good, it makes, it only makes sense that they would want more, but it does fucking burn my britches when they just overtly will say, you know, ask for more ask for more attention, more time out of my life, for the price of an adjustment, or sometimes there's no exchange, I'm just somebody that they, uh, you ever have this with people who, uh, they'll message you, it's like they, they don't work, or they're not working at the time, or... they're just, they ain't got shit going on, or you're their favorite person, I don't know, but they will, I have people who will message me, like, hey, you'll never believe what happened today, I'm like, oh, not necessarily the type of person that I, I want to be shooting the shit with upon waking in the morning, why you keep messaging me, and I guess the answer to that is that, because I answer them, (laughs) Maybe I should just stop answering them. But I feel like I'm so dug in. It's like I've doubled down on helping people and always being there so that when somebody has a need or they are just, maybe they just are needy, they're just going to like de facto reach out to me. It bothers me a little bit. It bothers me about myself. Because I need to have... I need to create a little bit more of a, a barrier sometimes. Like, I, again, I'll be there... The first one there trying to help people. But I get myself in over my head sometimes. And then I'm like, well, what about me? Then I get resentful. I never want to be like that. So this is bright light, dark shadow. The people that... 
that are walking by with their suitcase of Miller Lite, I wonder about them. And I wonder about myself because, yeah, I, I try to be that person. I try to be a hero for other people. And some of the best heroes will also make the greatest villains. <laughs> so that sometimes the horns threaten to come out of my head. And at the very least, I just want to tell people what I think of them, you know? I just want to tell people, like, fuck you. How about that? But I'm just in no position to do that sometimes. And it's rare that I would really need to do that. Stiff arm somebody away or or say, okay, that's enough. I've just I've been in the habit of taking care of people. So, very interesting, you know? Anyway, research the shadow in your life and try to come to some conclusions... about how you can kill that demon and rise above it.